1: John, let's transition and wrap up with a new feature here on the State of Recruiting podcast. and That is the State of Recruiting Comp Series, where John is going to take a player that that in this 2023 class and as we transition to the next class and just say kind of as you look, is there a comp that just comes home, John? I know you and I are on the same page on one thing, hate forced comps. But sometimes you're watching a kid and you're like, You and I had this conversation last year at Notre Dame at Tobias Merriweather, who was a SI99 kid, top 50 kid for you at SI99, and you're just like, I can't help but think of T. Higgins every time I watch this kid play. It just comes to you, and you've got some kids that you think that are great comps for, and we're going to start that series tonight. And your first comp that you want to make is for, I believe, the top receiver in the country on the SI99. That is Brandon Innes, who is currently an Ohio State commit, John. So who's the comp, and what do you see?
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Trade Coffee sent us two new flavors after my wife filled out their quiz. Big City French Roast from Joe Coffee in New York City and Black Velvet from Atomic Coffee Roasters in Massachusetts. The black velvet was a dark roast with a note of burnt sugar, graham cracker, and malted milk balls. It was a very rich but smooth flavor that reminded her a bit of her favorite dessert, creme brulee. The big city French roast was also a dark roast, which is right up my wife's alley, and it was flavored with burnt sugar, baking chocolate, and roasted almonds. The smell in the kitchen while she was preparing a cup of coffee put a smile on my face, and she said the taste was even better and sweeter, and she didn't pick these flavors. They were chosen by trade after she filled out a short quiz. you got to give this a try. And Trade Coffee connects customers to the freshest and best tasting coffee they've ever made at home by partnering with the country's best craft roasters. These are independent businesses from big cities and small towns. Trade customers are truly impactful for these independent roasters, often being the largest source of new growth for them. Trade's coffee team actually taste tests thousands of coffees to keep 450 different kinds live and ready to ship every day. There's no one perfect coffee, but there is a perfect coffee for you and Trade's human-powered algorithm will find it. Trade is so confident they'll match you right the first time that if they don't, they'll take your feedback and an actual coffee expert will work with you to send you a brand new bag for free. Right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping and handling when you go to drinktrade.com forward slash Irish. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com forward slash Irish and let Trade find you a coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com forward slash Irish for $30 off.
2: Yeah, heck of a place to start with Brandon Ennis. Maybe the kid I've seen the most in this class of 2023. So naturally, like you said, it just it just kind of comes to you. And when you watch Brandon Ennis, who's who's a verified six foot, 185, 190 pounds or so. When you watch him, he doesn't strike you coming off the bus. He doesn't strike you in his his pre-snap stance. He might not even strike you thereafter. But when the ball is in the air and all things are even, whether he's got a DB draped all over him or it's a little bit stretching towards that catch radius, he is there. And then you start to watch his route construction and the polish and the lower body dominance, and it just, the more we watched him, the more we are like, this is kind of John Mechie-ish. John Mechie, the former Alabama receiver who's now with the Houston Texans, second-round draft pick uh, ju- just this past spring, He was kind of the glue. Everyone talked about Jamison Williams at Alabama like, oh, my gosh, he's blowing the top off of the defense, all this stuff. Mechie was the glue guy. He was the counter. He was third and six, catch it over the middle, absorb a hit, move the chains type of target, the, the, the safety outlet, security blanket for Bryce Young in that Heisman campaign. And there's really not one elite trait about John Mechie. Uh, official combine measurements, 5'11", 187. Uh, he didn't run the 40, but he's in that four-five range. Nothing screams elite singularly. But everywhere else, John Mechie is right on the doorstep and highly, highly productive and safe on top of that. So if you're putting out a, a, a grade, a letter grade for every trait that you would create in in a wide receiver, right? What are the most important ones, Brian? We talk about uh, polish, the ability to come out of your breaks, hands, body control, awareness, speed, the ability after the catch. On all those fronts, just about, John Metch is like an A minus B plus. Nothing is like, oh my gosh, put him there, number one, don't even worry about it. And and when we talk about Brandon Ennis, it's like the same thing. Nothing is sexy. Like nothing is super flashy with the kid. But you look up and he's got nine catches for 210 yards on a national, you know, nationally televised type of game. So th- there's nothing individually relative to his traits that screams, "I'm the best receiver in-, in this class." But when you collectively put it all together, it's really hard to poke a hole in Brandon Ennis's game. He is an elite route runner, an elite. Physical player, whether it's at the catch point or even as a block or something, we don't talk about nearly enough when we talk wide receivers. The catch radius is elite. Uh, the body control along the sidelines and awareness is as good as it gets in this class. He's just not six four and running by everybody, but everything else you ask for at the position. Which again, when we translate it to the college game, the college game, not the NFL. That's what we're talking about. W- which guys are going to be great? Which guy at uh, receiver, which guys are going to catch 150 balls in college. And the first name that I'm throwing up in that conversation is Brandon. And it's just like mm-hmm. in the draft class last year, a lot more buzz for the Ohio state guys, Jamison Williams, all these other players. And I'm like, John match going to catch a bunch of balls for a long time. Now he's had some health issues. He's uh fighting leukemia. My goodness, at this point, you know, hopefully a speedy recovery there, but just on the field, you just feel like, man, this is a safe, reliable option. Cause again, we we get lost in the nine routes and the deep balls and the 40 times and all that, which is great. But football is about third and seven. You know, third and seven, uh, your first read, or that receiver who has the awareness to to break off his route relative to to, to the blitz that's incoming and, and makes that play in the margins. That's what the game is about, the intermediate passing game. And in this class of 2023, there is no player I'd rather have in that regard than Brandon Ennis. And that's a lot of the same stuff we would say about John Mechie the last few years at Alabama and hopefully for him going forward uh, at the NFL level. So like you said, BD, the best comps are organic. They're not mm-hmm. forced. You're not just trying to put someone in a height and weight and 40 time and shuttle time box. It's about the feel
1: and the game, how they,
2: how they play the game. Yeah. There's a catch John Mechie made against uh Miami, I think game one last year. A rare off-target ball from Bryce Young. And it was just a total incompletion. But Mechie snapped, you know, his, his front leg and went back against the grain towards the sidelines and snagged it for a first down. On it was it was third and six and third and seven, kind of that same marginal play. And you're just like, that that won't make any highlight reels, but man, that's important to keep the sticks moving and, and keep things rolling. I think he actually scored a touchdown like two plays later. So not scary in any one category, but collectively, they'll just give you nightmares so when you get into the film and, and you get into to the four-quarter matchup that is Brandon Ennis and or a John Mechie.
1: I don't think it's a coincidence, John, that, that in the two games in which Alabama did not have John Mechie, that Bryce Young threw four touchdowns and three picks. I don't, I mean, yes, good teams. Right. But I don't think that's a coincidence because as you said, you had a redshirt freshman quarterback, that was his security blanket. He, he was to that offense, what tight ends team to send to be for a lot of other offenses that, Hey, I get in third and six. I just got to get it in John Menchie's direction as the play that you talked about and doing it that early in the season, sends a message to your new quarterback. Hey man, just get it near us and we're going to go get this thing. And, and, you mentioned 100 balls. John Mechie had 96 catches last year and didn't play in Alabama's last two games. He's Unreal. well over 100 catches. And I think if he doesn't get hurt, I think Alabama's national champs. I, I I do. I think that they beat Georgia in the championship game if if just one of those two receivers stays healthy. I know Georgia fans may not like that. And I can't prove that. That's just kind of how it felt like the game was going early. And we saw what they did in the SEC title game. But put to your point, that is a, that is a quarterback's best friend a guy that I don't have to be perfect all the time. I'm getting pressure. Where's, where's Brandon Ennis? Where's John Mechie? I think those guys in today's game are every bit as valuable and sometimes more so than the, the tightly Tyree kills, who's a phenomenal player, but a, a quarterback wants that guy that I know I can go to in any situation, any circumstance. I don't have to be precise with my timing, my reader, my accuracy every time I throw him the ball and I think you're absolutely right. And I I didn't see it at first, John, because most of the film I watched of Brandon Early was his quarterback film. Right. And because he's not a super twitchy kid, a big kid, the, you know, like I said, like got that that Tyler Williams track, you know, sprinting thing. He doesn't have the, the super suddenness and explosiveness of a Nathaniel Branch or Zachariah Branch, excuse me. He doesn't have those traits. It's just that is a position as much as any in football. That is every much the, the technical, cerebral needs just as much as the physical needs. And I think that's what separates Brandon Innes. That's why he's my number one quarterback in the class. I think it's why he's your number one quarterback in the class. And I think the John Mechie comp makes a lot of sense. Because the other thing you talk about, once Mechie got the ball in his hands, basically turned into a running back. Right. And I see a lot of that in Brandon Innes. And that's where you see that quarterback play last year transition. Because he would take that thing and just say, OK, I got the ball now. Let me go do something with – and strong lower half. I mean, that's the other thing you're talking about. That strong lower half is another reason he's dangerous in, in, in open space and uh, just a guy you want in your team. So I, I really like that that Brandon this comp right there. That's a, a good one to start with.
2: I think Brandon's a good example, too, of – yeah, like you said, first of all, what a 12 months for him. You know, quarterback goes down early at American Heritage last year, and Brandon Innes, number one receiver in the class, is moving to quarterback, trying to figure that out. I mean, just – Uh, kind of a funky situation for him but now all things are even he's back at receiver uh and and had a a 200 yard game to kick off his senior season against uh high school in in georgia which is one of the better high schools uh in the south uh just some absurd wins at the catch point in game one and again he wasn't 20 yards behind the db catching touchdowns he was over the db catching touchdowns an excellent after the catch so the physicality the, the, the competitiveness that he brings to the position I think is something that will translate regardless of scheme regardless of system and regardless of the other receivers that are going to inevitably be around him and probably hyped more than him and in that regard it's kind of fitting you know he's he's going to Ohio State where they've got this absurd wide receiver class that when you start to break it down everyone else is taller than Brandon Ennis those other three guys we, we talk about Noah Rogers being this huge big physical catch radius guy Carnell Tate this 62 smooth like wide receiver uh, who could win at all three levels you know we see all this stuff and then Bryson Rogers down in Florida another big target with a great wingspan you you, you don't get to Ennis uh, until you you talk about some of those other guys yet i i would i'll make this prediction if they all go to Ohio State and all play in this, this great offense that we're going to see on the field and here this healthy. fall. And stay healthy. Yeah, all, all things even, right? Brandon Innis will be the most productive of this group because he wins in those margins and he does the little things well. His floor is is higher than the ceiling with some of these other recruits yeah. that they're bringing in. And I think that's where, again, it's easy to talk about that one trait with another recruit but again, collectively, Brandon Innes checks about every box. He just doesn't check it as highly as, as some of these other receivers that we talk about. So big, big fan of his. And I think a guy who's just going to make us all look smarter uh, by, by having that number one next to his name at the wide receiver position.
3: Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health care provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new health care regimen, including EE system. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner?
0: Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: I think that I'd be, I'm willing to go with you here. If everything is equal. I don't think there's any doubt that if you take the last two classes of receivers together, nobody catches more passes than he does. Now, maybe and that's, somebody, that's saying a lot. <laughs> maybe somebody has more yards, kind of like what we saw, you know, like, like last year, if if, if John Mechie doesn't get hurt, I think he catches more passes than Jamison Williams. But he definitely doesn't have more yards than Jamison Williams. And I think that's the kind of thing I look at. Well, actually, John Mechie had more catches than Jamison right. Williams last year. Jamison had more yards. I think we will see that it'll be a situation where he's just—he's a volume guy. He—he'll have more third down catches than any receiver in the class. He'll have more total catches. I mean, he'll—he'll have more. He'll—he'll just be that money player, and I—and I just don't think anybody else in the roster has that. And—and that's saying a lot when you consider how well Ohio State's recruited that position the last two years. Yeah, Uh, that—that's no—that's no no small shake. So, very, very talented football player, and I think that's what the position has become. Right. I mean, if you look at the NFL, it's it's the Devonte Adams types. It's the Cooper Cups types. It's the guy that maybe aren't the explosive. I mean, Tyree kills a phenomenal player. He's the highlight reel guy. Right. Right. But it's those other guys that are that are every bit as productive and and they're just different. And I think that's kind of what the position is is really turning to is, yeah, you're fast and you're all this kind. but can you play? Do you know how to get open? It's it's polished. Yeah. It's a, it's a yeah. polished
2: business. And, and those guys, I'll throw in like a Stephon Diggs in that conversation mm-hmm. too. Those guys can all break you down yeah. at the line of scrimmage. And then if you're still in the game at the top of the route, they can break you down there as well. It's not about running by you. They're right. breaking you down from a, a technical perspective. Right. And that's like you said, in this basketball on grass version of football,
1: that's what wins and creates right. these these open windows for QB. And you're not going to have the big separation in the NFL as you will in college, right? And so they want those guys that can not only be great route runners to create whatever separation you can, but can you win at the catch point? And that's the other part of what makes Devontae Adams great. I mean, the, the playoff catchy touchdown he had, was it a touchdown or was it a deep ball they had in the playoffs last year We just just scoops off the ground? Cooper Cup makes crazy catches in traffic, Right. That's the other part of it too, John, that I think Brandon it. So the ability to, to knows how to get open, knows how to position his body in a way where this guy's on me, but if I can just get my body here, he can't get to the ball. And I know he's not knocking that out of my hands. There's a lot to be said for that, for a kid who didn't even play the position for the most of his junior. His intellectual feel for the game is outstanding. And I think that's Talk about he doesn't check all the boxes that's the one box he flat out checks is this is a kid that just knows how to play the game of football and there's a lot to be said for that 100 yeah safest bet maybe in the whole class and I think that's
2: that says a lot right if we talk about a, checking a box I think I would bank on Brandon Ennis above just about any other player there's some high floor quarterbacks certainly Moore, on offense, certainly on Manning. offense yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I think high floor and safe bet wise this is where the conversation begins for me in evaluating this class of, of 2023. And then I, I know we we talk about Friday nights, and, and that's obviously the most important uh, data point we could ever gather. But if there was ever a recruit to bring up seven on seven with, it's with Brandon Innes, because uh, he's probably taken the most seven on seven reps in the in the history of, of the, the sport or whatever we want to call it. And you see these traits come out. You know, oftentimes we were like, ah, oh, it's not real football and all that stuff. And that's true. But when you talk about receivers and DBs and the ball in the air and things like that, it's a whole lot of translation to what we sure. see on Fridays and eventually Saturdays. And in those regards, everyone else will tell you Brandon Ennis is the baddest dude. Carnell Tate on the same team. Malachi Nelson on the same team. They're telling you, Cardinal, uh, Brandon Ennis, that's that's the guy. That's yeah. the guy. So I think that you know also creates a lot more benefit of the doubt in trying to rank these guys and, and all those things.
1: John, we could do a whole show on the value of 7-on-7 seven seven or not uh, amongst as far as evaluating kids. But here's what it tells me about Brandon Ennis. He's already ranked high. There's, I mean, he's a highly ranked kid. He's going to Ohio State. He has all his offers. There's nothing to gain by him competing as much as he competes in all these events what it tells me above everything else beyond, you know, cause like I don't really care a lot about receivers being aggressive going after the ball when they know they can't get hit. Right. But, but for a frack, kid that has nothing to prove that is going to look for every opportunity to go compete. That right there is one of the things I love. That's what I take away. This kid has nothing to prove. What does what, he need to go to seven on sevens for? If anything, he runs the risk more risk of hurting him, hurting his reputation or his brand or his body by Collins is and I, and I love kids that compete and that's the kind of guy you look at and say because what I love about guys like that is when his hammy's tight when his ankle's sore when his shoulder's sore when his fin- when he's got a dislocated finger in he's the still going to answer the bell yep he's going to answer the bell when he's in Columbus and it's 25 degrees the weekend they're going to play Michigan and he's not going to be used to that but when the when the whistle blows it's not going to phase him cuz he's going to compete and I think there there is a lot to be said by that, and that to me more than anything is why his IQ and that competitiveness more than anything, or why I, I I would agree that you could make a strong case that there's not a higher floor in this class on off on the offensive class than Brandon Innes, if not the whole class. And so I I think you made some great points there. And and again, sounds a lot like John Mechie, except one difference. I think that Brandon is more advanced as a receiver. Than John was coming out of high school, who was a, I mean, early on looked like more of a safety prospect with some people than he did was a receiver. So I think the sky is certainly the limit for for Brandon Ennis.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. The biggest difference was the development, uh, Mechie coming from Canada and then eventually playing prep school ball in the states, or as opposed to Ennis growing up in South Florida, just spotlight from from middle school. You know where, where he started to get scholarship offers. So yeah, that's the biggest difference. So when you start talking about coming in ready to go. Uh, I think Ennis will, will hit that uh, hit that ground running regardless, again, regardless of who's in that wide receiver room at Ohio State, which is a hard sentence to put together given the talent they have there. He's going to find his way on the field, and he'll be productive uh, soon thereafter. So, yeah, big fans there. And, uh, yeah, the, he- the heck of a way to kick off our uh, State of Recruiting comp series. Brandon Ennis, John Mechie, uh, link them together, height, weight, skill set, and floor uh you know and i think that you know when we stack up these uh, careers statistically maybe we'll see something similar in a couple years when brandon wraps up uh, there in columbus ohio
1: well i can't wait to see who you have for next week's comp series and that is what we're going to look forward to next john this is going to wrap up today's edition of the State of Recruiting Podcast with John Garcia Jr. We'll be back next week, so make sure you are signed up for or subscribe to CFB Nation on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We're going to eventually get this out on even more platforms. Of course, sign up for our, our page at, at uh, on YouTube, CFB Nation, because you're going to get much, much more. This is just getting started. John Garcia Jr. is going to have a lot of content, different looks, different angles, The high school seasons have started off, so we're going to have some recaps on top players. Recruiting, big recruiting weekends coming up. John talked about the Ohio, the Notre Dame, Ohio State game uh, next weekend. Obviously, there's going to be some big time names on that. You've got the Alabama, Texas game. It's going to be all year, so just so much going on, which is why you don't want to miss an episode. And if you're subscribed to the CFP Nation podcast, you won't. So make it happen.